This is the Game Changers Experience. Deep dive conversations with leading business disruptors, Olympic athletes, celebrities, entrepreneurs, and influencers from around the world. This show will teach you insights about the winning principles in mindset, productivity, marketing, branding, entrepreneurship, business strategy, and more. Hosted by Productivity Authority, business strategist, former elite athlete, author, and public speaker, Adam Strong. Hello, everybody, and a welcome to another amazing podcast show with myself, Adam Strong. And today, we have another great guest here on the show, actually, someone that Actually, we've we met many years ago at a business conference, one of all places, of course, uh, over in the states. And we've kind of been following each other's footsteps, and um, it's just interesting. I, I, I mean, we've you know, it's interesting when people when you post content out there it doesn't necessarily mean just because people don't engage with you or they don't like you or whatever it is, right? Doesn't mean they're not necessarily watching, right? So that everyone is always watching. So I just want to kind of put that out there, but. Um, seriously, like today is we're gonna have a great we've got a great guest and we've got we're gonna have some great conversations. And it's interesting because over the last couple of sessions that we've done, we've done some stuff on AI. I'm a big fan on LinkedIn, and that's exactly what we're gonna be talking about today. Um, so our guest today is Matt Clark. Now, Matt, effectively, in a nutshell, I'll just kind of like wrap it up. Really, he travels the world, has fun has a successful business, lives life to the max, and pretty much loves getting results similar to myself. He's a two times best-selling author, um, and he helps a lot of advisors, consultants, and coaches create effectively a great, well, not great lead generation strategies, but effective lead generation strategies without the need to becoming a ex uh, marketing expert. And uh, <laughs> we're at, I'm, I'm, I've got some really interesting uh, questions for Matt today. Because um, there's a lot of things that I believe entrepreneurs are, I suppose, taught, right? Out of entrepreneurial school, whatever that looks like, right? Um, but it's kind of like, we're, we're going to be talking a little bit about like um, what, we're, what we've been taught as entrepreneurs and actually we're going to be flipping it on the head because uh, Matt's actually created something, um, a system, uh, which effectively, effectively just flips it on its head. So what we're going to be talking about today, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be talking about everything about AI. We're going to be talking about everything about LinkedIn, which is what I mentioned to you before. Um, we're also going to be talking a little bit about for you guys that are struggling with lead generation, because I find with a lot of conversations that I have with lots of people is that they don't have something which is consistent. They just depend on word of mouth marketing or recommendations, whatever that, whatever that means. Um, and we're also going to be talking a little bit about some of the tools. Matt's actually going to be sharing some strategies about how to use AI, right, uh, and LinkedIn in combination with each other. Because LinkedIn is such an amazing platform, right? If you guys aren't posting regularly on LinkedIn, you're doing yourselves injustice. It's just such a great platform. I do it pretty much every day. Um, so that's what we're going to be talking about today. Now, you'll probably be able to pick up from Matt's action. He's originally from South Africa, of course, uh, Africa, of course uh, but he's based at, well, he's actually in Mexico right now. And whenever I uh, message him, he's like, hey, I'm in South Carolina. Oh, hey, I'm in Mexico. Oh, hey, I'm in Thailand. Right. So he's like literally achieved the lifestyle that you guys pretty much emulate or aspire to. Right. So. We're going to have lots of fun. We're going to have lots of, we're just going to have lots of fun in this conversation. 
For you guys that are listening to us live, use the hashtag live. If you're listening to us, use the hashtag replay. If you are listening to this on the podcast, make sure that you go down to the show description notes, connect with Matt over on LinkedIn, Instagram, so forth, so forth, okay? Follow him, him, hunt him down, okay? Be a stalker, if you wish. Um, <laughs> um, so make sure you, and if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to him and him or one of his team members will be more than happy to uh, to um, to respond to you kindly. So um, anyway, enough blabbering on. Matt, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Adam. I am super excited to be here with you today. And yeah, it's been a while since we've connected. So this is awesome. What a way to connect again. Absolutely. You know, it's interesting because, you know, I mean, we've been connected on Facebook for, I reckon, probably the best part of around six years, isn't it? It's got to be at least six years. Uh, Yeah, since 2018. So pretty much close on six years. Yeah, man. Sounds good. Sounds good. And, you know, I mean... How's life been over the last six years? Because I mean, I mean, you did a lot of speaking, and we both did a lot of speaking. I mean, you were in kind of a different continent than I was. I was yeah. in Europe. You're based out of Africa. Obviously, life has changed a lot for you over the last sort of six years. But mm-hmm. tell us what's been happening over the last six years. Like, give us some context about you and where you're at right now. Oh my gosh, so much. Uh, you know. Just in the last 20 months, I mean, my wife and I made a decision at the beginning of last year. We were like, we're either going to buy the house that we were renting and, you know, lay ground, uh, lay down, you know, some roots and, uh, you know, spend some time there and actually build something, or we were going to sell everything and just go travel the world. So we took option number two, right? And this was just in the last 20 months. I mean, we've been to something like 24 countries. I can't even, I don't even know how many cities. And we've really experienced the world and, you know, the business has grown, our our clients are getting amazing results. And we've just been having a ton of fun along the way, you know, ticking things off the bucket list and really just enjoying it, you know. So for me, it's, it's about constantly looking for ways to create systems so that I can have that freedom and then being able to teach our clients that same thing. Because I think, you know, we were just chatting before this and, you know, one of the the, the biggest things that people say to me and, and successful people as well with, you know, multi-seven-figure businesses, they're like, I love what you're doing. I wish I could do that or I wish I did do that. And, you know, it's just a testament for us taking that leap and just saying, you know, we're going to figure out a way to make it work. So we've been able to travel to the most incredible places. We're currently in Mexico, uh, staying with some friends. We, we traveled here at the beginning of last year, I think it was sometime last year. And how we actually met these guys was us staying in an apartment. And I said to one of the guys uh, that was managing it, I was like, dude, don't you know anyone that can take us fishing? Like, I love to, I love to fish. And he was <laughs> like, yeah, my, my brother's got a boat. And so we connected and then him and I just hit it off. We became friends. And he was like, dude, you're family now. Anytime you want to come, you're welcome to stay by us. It's just, it's been incredible. So we're enjoying Mexico. We're going to head over to Tulum probably in the next week or two for a little bit, uh, spend some time by the beach and just meet up with some more friends that we've met along our travels uh, and continue just having fun, man. And we're probably going to do this for at least another two years. Love it. Love it. Love it. So some good Mm. points. I hope you're picking this up, ladies and gents, because honestly, like, if you if you want lifestyle and fun, you follow Matt's Instagram or or Facebook, you'll see it plastered all over. You'll you'll be jealous, trust me. Especially if you've got kids, right? Especially if you've got kids. Um, but anyway, no, I love it. There's some good stuff. Um, 
Let's get let's get let's get let's get straight into the juiciness of today's conversation because I know it, AI technology, LinkedIn, you know, the really great platforms, and we'll talk about that in a second. Mm. But I want to talk a little bit about what, you, like, from your perspective. I mean, you've been working with about what well, you've, you've you've been working about twelve hundred clients over the last eight years, haven't you? And uh, uh, there it's over two thousand now in, in twenty six countries. Two thousand. Okay, all right, correct me, two thousand. So <laughs> you probably then. So then, so then, this is a, a really interesting point. Then, so then, you must have come, I suppose, evaluated or kind of came together some sort of sort of, sort of seeing some sort of pattern as to why yeah. most of the entrepreneurs that come to you, whether it be a coach, advisor, etc., they come to you. Can you pinpoint one common theme as to the reasons why they don't make it in life, or you know, for whatever reason? Absolutely. Uh, and I would say it's very simple is that they don't build a strong enough foundation, right? They mm. tend to jump from one thing to the next. And look, I mean, as entrepreneurs, we all have shiny object syndrome. Let's just be honest. Like I'm guilty of it too. <laughs> um, everyone I've spoken to is guilty of it. We're always looking for that, that golden arrow, that next best strategy, that next shiny object that's going to you know, solve all of our problems and take us to the moon or wherever the hell it is that we want to go. <laughs> but really what I've seen is, is the difference between people who are really successful and people who continue to struggle is that the people who are really successful, they do the basics really well, right? They mm -hmm. don't do too much. In fact, I was listening to um, the book, uh, 10X is Better Than 2X, right? I don't know if you've read that mm -hmm. or listened to it. Amazing book. And the premise is very simple. Is that Grant? Uh, was that Grant Cardone? No, there was uh, Ken, uh, I think Perry Belcher and Ken Blanchard, if I remember correctly. Um, but really, really good. So not the 10, that's the 10X rule that you're thinking of. This is called 10X is better than 2X. And the premise is very simple. Got it. Is if you want to 10X your business, you need 10X thinking. You're not looking to just add another zero, which requires more work and doing more of the same. It's about focusing on quality over quantity and doing the basics really well, and then figuring out a way to scale that, okay? Because, you know, there's only really three ways in which you can make money or which you can grow your business. Number one is charge more for the services that you're offering. And the way to do that is by becoming a master at what it is that you do, right? And delivering mm -hmm. real results or delivering an outstanding product or service. The second way is to increase the number of people that buy from you. So sell more. And the third way is to increase the frequency in which they buy. So get that same person to buy more times from you. Now, in all of these, you need to have a quality product or service, right? If you want to, if you want to increase your price and get people, more people to buy and to buy more, have a quality product or service, which means you need to commit to mastery. And the mastery comes in not from doing 20 different things. You know, like Bruce Lee said, I don't fear the man that does 10,000 kicks. I fear the man that does one kick 10,000 times, right? And so getting really good at what you do, creating that foundation and saying, okay, now I've got an amazing foundation. How do we scale that, right? And it's actually not about doing more. It's about doing less and doing it better. And then building the systems around love, it. Love it, love it, love it. You know, because, and, and, I, and I tell you why, why, why we talked about this and, you know, and you know, before we start the conversation, 
the school of entrepreneurship, whatever that looks like, right? I think we're all told to create create good content, learn the you know, build a sales funnel, right? Be on every social media platform that there possibly is, right? Tiny um, objects. What else is that? Shiny, shiny, exactly, right? Jump on the next uh, fad train, whatever that looks like. Um, what what else is there? Um, I mean, there's just like, you know, there's so much that you can do. You, you might end so up becoming much. a marketing expert. You become a marketing expert, right? They would do PR, media, whatever it is. But what you're saying, from what I've read on your website, is none of that stuff works, right? Well, it works, right? But the problem that what, what most people do is they try to do all of it at the same time. So you land mm. up spreading yourself thin. So it's not that it doesn't work. It's, is it the right strategy for you? And you know what we've discovered is that most people are doing the right things. Okay, but doing the right things is doesn't mean anything if you're trying to do all the right things at the same time. It's about doing the right things in the right sequence is what's going to get you to where you want to go. Right. So we don't want to be doing all the right stuff because all of that stuff is good. All of that stuff does work. Right. I'm not saying it doesn't work. It absolutely 100 percent works. Does it work for you? where you're at in your business right now? Do you have the team? Do you have the capacity, right? If you're a one-man band, trying to do everything is going to be impossible and you land up having all these half-built bridges along the way. In fact, you probably, they're not even half-built. They probably just like started throwing stones, right? Or come up with a couple of ideas. But it's about, and if, and if you have a, a big business and you've got a team around you, you can do more because your foundations are built in. And now it's not about, trying to build the foundations, which is where you start at as a solopreneur. It's about, I've got the foundations. How do I build more stuff on top of that? Right? So if we look at it as core funnels, you might have, if you've got an established business with a team and everything already, you've got an established offer, you've got an established funnel. Your question is now, how do I get more people in the top of the funnel? And then how do I get more people staying with me and then buying more? So whereas got if it. you're just that starting makes, out- That makes complete sense. Yeah, 100%. You know, whereas if you're a solopreneur or you know, you've got a small team, your number one goal is how do I get one thing to work properly and smash that out the water? And then how do I do yeah. more of that, right? Cut out mm. to scale. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because um, you know, I, I'm guilty of it, and I'm sure you've been guilty of it. In fact, 100%. probably half our listeners have been guilty of it, right? So you, Everyone know, has. I mean, it's, <laughs> Everyone has, right? But you know, it's, everyone it's, has. I, I'm happy. I'm happy to admit, Matt. Right? I'm happy to admit. Uh, you know, I fucked up, right? You fucked up. I'm sure many times, right? Many times. And, and the thing is, right? Many, many times. And the fact of the matter is, is like, but I suppose it's the same with anything, right? You know, growing a business, scaling, scaling a business, right? You can do it. It's like skin a. There's an English saying, and you probably would have heard this, right? There's a, a thousand ways to skin a cat, right? Okay. Exactly Absolutely. the same way as scaling a business, right? It's a thousand ways to scale a business doesn't necessarily. But but what what's really interesting, right? I want to go back to what you were saying there, is a bit like kind of um, I use a metaphor of kind of like baking a cake, right? If you don't put the ingredients in the right, you know, in the right time, then you're going to have a very bodged cake, right? So it's exactly the same exactly. metaphor, right? With running a business, right? Okay, get it. Yeah, and I suppose and if you try and. You know, and also, if you, if you try and make a, a chocolate cake 
with the ingredients of a carrot cake, you're going to get a very different outcome. <laughs> you're not going to get a chocolate cake. Absolutely. hundred percent, hundred percent. Now I know that, um, there were three, um, what was going to say to you, uh, there were three key ingredients with regards to helping a lot of your clients. You mentioned, um, positioning connection or human connection, which is one of my favorite words, yep. by the way, and scaling, of course. So yes. I'd like to just kind of like dive in deep what these actually mean uh, from your perspective, right? And how should people apply those particular three ingredients, right? Mm. And how do you go about doing it? Brilliant. Yeah. Amazing question. And so we've actually gone a lot deeper into this and because it used to be position, connect, and scale. And what we've realized is that those are pieces of one system. So we came up with this concept of being a rainmaker. And a rainmaker is three things. They have massive impact, sustainable growth, and the lifestyle of their choosing, right? Now, in order to achieve those outcomes, there are three core systems that you need to have in place, which is a leads system. So you've got a constant flow of new leads coming in a sales system so you can convert those leads into paying customers and make it easy to do even if you hate sales, right? And then a scale system, those are the two foundational elements and then a scale system to scale it. So if we look at those three areas that you spoke about now, we realize those actually fit inside the lead system. So number one is dial in that ideal client, like know who you're going after and know them on such a deep level that you know what their pains are, you know what makes them panic. You know what their pleasures are, where they want to get to, and you know what their purpose is. We want to be able to uh, position them to solve one big problem for that ideal client so that they're like, hey, this is the dude I need to speak to to solve this problem. Now, we're not trying to position, position yourself so that you're trying to solve everyone's problems all at the same time, right? It becomes too confusing. So rather, say, cool, this is what I'm known for. So as an example, People come to us because they want to get more leads and more high-quality clients from LinkedIn, right? Very simple. When we dive into that, we start understanding that, okay, so you want to be able to do this, but you've got a couple of gaps in your business. And one of the gaps is you're, you're trying to be everything to everybody. Your positioning is not on point. You don't have a repeatable lead system. Now, we've simplified that entire process by utilizing AI and automation so that you can manage it in like 20 to 30 minutes a day. But then the next question is, okay, now I've got this lead. How do I turn it into a client? Okay, well, let's look at the assets that you've got. Let's look at your sales process. So what does your offer look like? Have you got an offer that solves your ideal client's unique problem in a unique way that reverses their objections? Then do you have a signature solution, a visual roadmap of how you get your clients from point A to point B? And then have you got a sales process that utilizes video, that utilizes AI, that does all the heavy lifting for you, that does the education piece for you so that when people are showing up to a sales call, you're not educating them all the way from the beginning. You've already done that. They're saying, how do we make this work for my business? So people come in for leads and then we realize, okay, well, these are where all the gaps are. Let's solve these and then that's going to solve your lead problem. So the positioning comes in, what's that one big problem you can solve that you know your ideal clients have that you can be positioned as the expert for Sell people, give them what they want first, and then sell them what they need afterwards. Like it. I mean, that's that's a really super simple process. Well, 
in the way that we you just said it anyway, right? Um, and, but I guess for you guys that are listening, you're probably thinking, that's all well, that's all good and well, Adam and uh, Matt. But uh, I suppose, you know, every business is different, right? You know, there's not a yeah, one-size-fits-all totally. approach. Do you know what I mean? So, I mean, I, mean, I guess you, you kind of like take that into account when you're working with like clients or when people come to you, it's kind of like you get that top-down yeah. perspective, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like what totally. stuff they've already got in place, like you just said, and what things that are kind of, it's a bit like a jigsaw puzzle, kind of finding out what the missing pieces are, isn't it? Exactly. Do you want me to give you a couple of examples? Absolutely. Can illustrate this? Okay, cool. So typically if we're working with a solopreneur or someone with a small team that's got one product or service that they're trying to sell, what we'll do is we'll get them and everyone on their team focused on one thing, one ideal client. Because in the beginning stages, as you're building up your lead flow, you know most of the people that we work with need between one to five clients a month to hit or exceed their goals because they have a high ticket offer. If they don't have a high ticket offer, then we've got to solve that problem as well, right? And build up that value ladder because it's a, just a really quick one. If someone comes in that has got multiple businesses and they are the leader of those businesses, then what we'll do is we'll position that person as the brand right? And build up their connections and build up their authority and build up their brand so that when leads do come in, they can then channel it off to the relevant business that they're trying to grow, right? Or if there's one that they want to focus on, let's focus on that one business. Then if we work with clients, and I'll give you an example of a customer that we worked with who is a immigration expert, right? An immigration consultant. And what they do is they, they were ba they're based in South Africa. And what they do is they help South Africans immigrate to first world countries within a year. And so what we did is they've got 10 salespeople. Their outcome is the same. Their goal is the same. But who they were targeting, they've got a bunch of different fields that they can target. So what we did was we took each salesperson and we said, all right, you're going to focus on doctors, you're going to focus on lawyers, you're going to focus on teachers, you're going to focus on business owners, you're going to focus on nurses, professionals, whatever it is. So now we've got 10 people focusing on 10 different target markets, and each of them are bringing in one to five clients every single month. Now, what happened with these guys, and you know, there's a, a video on my website of this as well, where he went and showed his numbers. He showed the numbers before we started working with him. I spent a weekend with them actually implementing and doing some one-on-one -on -one training with them. And the week after, they literally tripled their numbers, right? And here's a video of this. They tripled their numbers in a week. It was insane. So there are three different ways. Those are the three most common ways that we work with people uh, that we see and the kind of questions that they ask us is like, well, how do I position myself? Love it, love it. I, I love a good old, I, I love a good old story and uh, a, a good success story. It's always, always really cool. Um, We've got interestingly tons. enough, <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I, I know you've got tons. Um, I mean, if you guys want to uh, check out uh, Matt's uh, success stories, feel free to go on to uh, the is it rainmaker.com? Well, the link the virtual below, edge, so, uh, yeah, the virtual edge. .com. There you go, virtual edge, virtual edge.com. Cool. Um, Interestingly enough, because um, I want to quickly just quickly go back to positioning, because what you're talking about is positioning. Uh, would you would be positioning be the same as also personal branding? Would would that be kind of a good analogy? Yeah, you can use it. We call it the expert positioning, which is essentially your professional brand, right? 
Yep. And this is, you know, I'm talking specifically in the context of LinkedIn here, because that's obviously where mm-hmm. we focus on. And the message that yep. you use on LinkedIn and the branding that you use on LinkedIn is different to what you do on Facebook and on Instagram, right? LinkedIn is a more professional platform. People are there to do business. So why not cut the fluff and just get straight down to, here's what we do, here's how we can help you get results, and this is what we do with our clients, right? So it's a much shorter path to actually generating leads and picking up clients than you know showing lifestyle and all that fun stuff. People don't go on there to watch cat videos. They go on there to do business, right? So let's do business. <laughs> well, there might be a few people who are watching cat videos. I'm not one of them, but hey-ho. Um, <laughs> okay. Is it, now, you pull up a really interesting point that I want to challenge you because I, I, I like to challenge you when I come on here. You said, you said on LinkedIn, um, you said, we'll create a profile which is basically cuts all the bullshit and the fluff out, right? And gets straight on point. Now, now this is, this is my challenging question here to you, okay? In terms of like, whether it be the about us section, which is generally enough words to, you know, uh, it's about 2,000 characters or whatever yep. it is. Are you saying within that main section of who you are and what you do and that kind of stuff, where would, um, are you, for people that have created that type of profile saying, this is the problem, this is what we solve, it's all fun and gravy type thing. Does that, from your perspective, and again, this is an opinion, uh, and I'd love to hear what your thoughts about it. Would it come across as too salesy? Because, and, and I, I, let me let me give some context here. So I'm on LinkedIn a lot, right? At least on yes. a daily, at least one time on a daily basis, right? The amount of people that spam me, right, on in mails or whatever it is, I mean, literally, it's ridiculous. Yep. It's it's insane. And I just yep. kind of like, I don't know where if it's uh, I don't know if it's kind of like a judgment thing from my perspective, like being judgmental or whatever it might be. Totally. I, you know, or kind of like, I, I don't want to be salesy or, you know, of course I want, we all want sales, right? We all need to generate leads and that kind of stuff. But where does the element of storytelling come in? Would you not recommend the art of storytelling within that section or would Absolutely. you combine a kind of a, 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 a number of techniques? What's your thoughts on this? Awesome. Yeah. Great question, by the way. And I've got a couple of thoughts on this for you. So the first thing is we use the headline right, as the place where we show what results we can help people get in what time frame through a system or methodology, okay? That's the first thing that people see that catches their eye. Then in the about section, that's where you tell your story. Now, most people have got their, their about section written as like a CV, all right, where it's, you know, this is what I do, these are my skills, blah, 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 no one cares, right? It's not a CV, you're not applying for a job. What you need to be doing is showing people that you understand their pain points and you've got a process, you understand their pain points and you understand the goals they're trying to reach and you've got a process to help them bridge that gap, right? Now, we also use a lot of case studies inside like video case studies and also PDF case studies inside the LinkedIn profile as well so that it gives people an opportunity to get closer to you and get and to get to know you, right? But... Here's the thing, and, and you know, I love this question around spamming, because if we actually dive deeper into what is spamming, okay, and let's break this thing here, because I also get a ton of messages. And whenever I consider a message as spam, 
it's a message that is not relevant to me, right? So it's somebody that has just gone and thrown spaghetti on the wall and hoped something that sticks. And they've used a templated something that they've a templated crappy bullshit message that they've sent out. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I've received messages from people saying, hey, Matt, do you want to get more leads on LinkedIn? I'm like, dude, you didn't even read my profile. Like, seriously, you didn't even read my profile. So spamming is an untargeted, unsolicited message that you don't really give a shit about. The difference being is that they're focusing on quantity over quality. That's not how relationships are built. Relationships are built focusing on quality and taking the time to actually get to know the person and to actually care about what it is that they do. They've put time, energy, and effort into creating content, into building their brand, into doing all of the stuff, and you're just shooting a message and hoping something sticks. Of course, you're going to feel like it's spam. So let me give you an analogy of this, right? It's like I was chatting to my wife about this the other day, and I said, what is the difference between a creep and um, and, and cute. And she says to me, is this, how hot they are, <laughs> how attractive they are. Right? <laughs> you know, if someone is, if someone is cute, it's because they're hot and it's okay. You know, you don't mind receiving messages like, oh, that's cute. If someone is not, which means you're not attracted to them in the slightest, they become creepy. So think about it like that in a business term is if someone is spamming you, and they don't have the right stuff, they're not saying the right words, they're not taking the time to actually get to know you because you put that out there, they're going to come across as creepy and spammy. But if they've done the work, if they've specifically targeted you, they've, they've realized that, they've got, that you've got, they, they've got something that you want and they've taken the time to go through that, that's going to be attractive. So do you want to be acute or do you want to be creepy? <laughs> I love it. I mean, there, I mean, there's so many ways in which. I mean, you 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 make some very valid points. Um, I mean, email was just kind of one example. I mean, you could effectively like, uh, and and I'm sure you've had this. They'll connect with you. They come across all friendly, and then some. So, and then suddenly they're like, "Hey, do you need a new website? Hey, do you need?" It's like, dude, we're just having most a of the time they go here. straight in with that. They exactly, don't even, they it's don't like, even say hello. You know. And they don't even say hello. It's like, dude, I just connected with you. I, I, I've had that quite a few times. Anyway, but you make a really valid point. And, and, and in fact, I, I actually put a poll on LinkedIn the other day. Um, and my question was, um, if someone spams you, do you ignore them? Do you give them unsolicited advice? Or do you just tell them to fuck off? Right. So, <laughs> yeah. and it was interesting. Most people did say that they ignored them, but I don't know, for some particular reason, I had this inclination um, to just wanting to like give them some pointers. Whether they choose to ignore me is entirely up to them, of course. They'll probably yeah. just continue what they're doing, whatever it is. But I don't know. It was just kind of like my conscience just saying mm. to my, saying to them, like, I should educate these people. You know, not that I'm, I need anything from them at all, because I don't. They're clearly, they're the ones that are in desperate need of business, right? So anyway, just wanted to put that out there. So um, I like to be, anyway, I like good. to be a bit more strategic <laughs> on that, because um, I totally agree with you, and it's uh -huh. such a good question. And what I like to do mm -hmm. is, if people are, are spamming me like that, I'll actually go and check out their profile and see, are they a potential good fit to be a client? If they are, then I'll be like, hey, dude, 
how are these messages working for you? Because I can tell you right now, it turned me off immediately and I am a good potential client for you. Oh, that's so funny. I love that. Uh, you know, I love a bit of reverse psychology. I mean, that's that just yeah. that, that that is so sweet. I think that's a, such a great analogy. <laughs> um, so, okay, one of the things that I'm kind of like thought here, and I know that my audience will be probably thinking exactly the same, but could you share with us, Matt, maybe a, a few strategies that could help people turn their LinkedIn profile into a high converting sales machine or leads magnet machine is there anything that you can kind of sort of say look at that look at that look at that look at that type of thing any thoughts there yeah so we've actually got a 10 point checklist on this as well and a couple of things that are going to be really good is i would say write your linkedin profile not for you write it for your ideal client right this is not about blowing you up and making you look the most amazing person in the world your linkedin profile is like a landing page you want to be showing people how you get how you can get them from point A to point B simpler and faster than what they can do themselves. Now, with that being said, you want to be able to brand it in a way that shows that you are an expert. So you need to have a good banner, right? Get something designed properly. You can use Canva for these things, right? The tools that are out there today are just fantastic. You can create quality that is unrivaled, right? You don't even need a designer for this. The second thing is have a professional picture, right? I can't tell you how many people just don't have a professional picture up, right? Then your headline, show them how you can solve their unique problem in a unique way that reverses their objections. Use case studies on your featured on your featured pieces. The about section needs to walk them through a process of getting them from point A to point B. And then get referral, I mean, get test, uh, recommendations, right? Make an active part of your strategy to get recommendations so that you can build up your profile. Now. Just doing that and, and pre-write it beforehand. And then when you update it, it'll immediately tell your entire network all the things that you've updated. And I can't tell you how many times just doing that one thing has generated an incredible amount of leads, right? We've had people who have literally just done that little update and the same day they've picked up a new client. Just a quick win. Interesting, because I, I know that when you do update your LinkedIn profile, I think what it does it automatically, automatically, it sends a message to all your, you know, all the people that you've connected to. And it's like, oh, this exactly. person's updated or they got a new post out, right? So I think you're, you're definitely on point there. I was going to ask you, actually, with, with regards to the, um, you, you said uh, about the about us section and treating it like a landing page as if you're writing it for your ideal clients. Do you yes. get, when you're working with clients, do you use AI tools to help or do you feel like it really needs a human touch? Because I feel like AI is, is, is a great tool, don't get me wrong, but it also lacks the hum, human part of it. Do you know what I mean? Like they don't know you as a personality. They yeah. Don't know, like, you know what I mean? It's like, who the hell is this? This look, sounds like an Android, right? Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Like you can normally work it out. You can normally work it out if AI has written the bloody thing or you've written the bloody thing. Do you know what I mean? A hundred percent. Yeah. So we use AI a lot in what we do. And uh, what we've mm -hmm. done is taken all of our template scripts, frameworks. I mean, we've been doing this for a long time. So <clears throat> we built everything out into template scripts and frameworks. We then took all of that and then created our own custom AI to be able to ask people a couple of questions and then it'll actually write the thing for them. Now, what we found, the secret to this, because one of the things that is 
100% spot on what you said right now is that very often when people have things written by AI, it sounds like it's written by AI, right? So what it means is that they haven't effectively trained the AI to capture their brand voice, to capture their voice. So what we did was we created another AI that actually trains the AI, <laughs> right? Where it's like, how do we effectively capture that brand voice? How do we capture the way that you speak? How do we capture some of your experiences and some things that are going on right now that will allow it to create messages and conversations and posts and articles that actually sound like you? And once we got that piece right, it's essentially creating your persona that you're going to be using. Once we got that right, now all of a sudden, I'm looking at some of the posts and the messages and everything that, that we're sending out because we've also got an AI tool that plugs directly into LinkedIn, whereby it, it, once it's trained, it'll then go and read the other person's profile, and then it'll create a custom message as if you've gone and sat there and read through their profile. So... What this means is that now you've got something that is writing as you, if not better, right? Because I looked at some of those posts and some of those messages and I'm like, yeah, this is what I would say, but better. And now it's doing all the heavy lifting for you, which means that, you know, do you, our, our clients used to spend two to three hours a day on LinkedIn doing all of this stuff. Now, because we implemented this, it's cut that time down where now they can be spending 20 to 30 minutes a day, right? That's a game changer. So for us, it's about how do we take something that was already working? How do we make it better, number one? And then number two, how do we uh, implement it so that we can cut the time down to results? And I mean, literally what used to take three to four months for our clients to get up and running is now taking two to three weeks. Next level stuff. That's impressive. That is next level stuff. You know, you picked up a good point around you have to train the AI to do what you want it to do. And I think- exactly. You know, and do you know what I mean? It's kind of like if you want AI to write, I don't know, some web copy for you or a landing page or whatever, whatever it is, like mm -hmm. you literally have to be so specific in your instructions. I think that's probably where a lot of people maybe um, get a little bit frustrated because they're like, this doesn't sound quite, does that make sense? Um, Absolutely. I, I, and they get to a stage where it's like, I spent all this time trying to train this damn AI. It would have taken me less time to go and write it myself. You know, <laughs> uh, it's so like true. training. It's like training someone on your team. Or it's like, oh, I've trained this person. You know, I've trained this person so many times. It takes me less time to just go and do it. But it comes down <laughs> yeah. to that thing. Like a team member, if you treat it as a team member, and I think this is the person. This is the mistake that most people make is that they go and they just expect it to know them. They expect it to know their voice. They expect it to know who they are, what they do. But you've actually, if you change the context of this, and instead of saying, okay, AI is just going to solve my problems, the context now becomes is that this is a team member. I've got to do a proper onboarding. I've got to do a proper training. I've got to constantly, I've got to give it feedback, right? And if you treat it as a team member, it can become an incredibly effective team member for you. It works 24-7. Right. And the best thing is you don't have to retrain them on the same stuff. Once it's learned, it's learned. So if you change the context in which you use AI, it becomes a 10 times more effective tool than hiring a copywriter or trying to, re trying to write all the stuff yourself at the last minute because, oh, shit, I need to get an email out. Love it. Love it. Um, interestingly enough, because, I mean, AI is popping up all around. You've got ChatGBT, you've got some other sort of software and 
that's out there, maybe not so well known, but are there any recommended platforms or resources or tools that you would kind of share with our listeners that would be good so that the people can explore using those AI tools that might enhance their lead generation strategies? Absolutely. So one of my favorite tools is Fathom, right? It connects directly into Zoom. So every meeting that you have, what it does is it'll record that meeting. It'll give you a transcription of that meeting and a summary of that meeting. Now, if you're wanting to train your ChatGPT or you're wanting to train your AI on how you talk, take the transcription and plug it straight in and it's going to learn about you and your business. What it also does is it takes all those talking points and then you can create content from that, right? Because these are the things you're dealing with in real time that your ideal clients are going to care about. So that's one tool that we absolutely love. Then obviously ChatGPT is incredible. Um, There are a couple of other sales tools that we use that I'm like, they don't, they kind of get it, but they don't get it all the way there. Um, But another, a great one that I love for uh, video content is called Get Munch, right? Where you can plug in like a, a video, it can be an hour long video or 30 minutes or whatever it is, right? Whatever it is. And what it'll do is it'll chop it down into different pieces that you can then use for social media content, either reels or videos or whatever it is. It'll transcribe it. It'll put the closed captions on it. It'll make it fun. Um, and it'll even write the social post that goes with it with all the hashtags and it'll tell you what's trending. So that's a really good one. And it just makes content creation a million times easier. So, you know, like as an example for uh, this, like I'm going to ask you for this video today and I'm going to plug it into Munch and we're going to then chop out the pieces that are going to be relevant and I'm going to use that as content. My content's already done, right? This will create content for at least three weeks. (laughs) You know, actually there was a, there's a, I'm, I'm going to add one for you guys that are listening in as well. Uh, maybe if you uh, if you if you are a podcast, by the way, use audio. Descript is another good one. Have you heard of that one, uh, Matt? Descript. Descript's a great one as well. Yep. Yeah. So uh, so I, I I'm actually been playing around with Descript myself. So yeah, I'm not I'm I'm not completely unfamiliar with AI, by the way, ladies and gents. But uh, this, um, but I think that there's definitely some good tools though. Hundred percent. Absolutely. But you know, this comes down to the original the, the, that question you asked me right in the beginning, right? Is what mm is what causes most people to fail is these shiny objects, right? So AI is amazing. It's fantastic. There's over 4,000 of them, I think, at the moment, probably even more, and there's more being generated every single day. So the trick is not to get lost in the shiny objects. And people are spending too much time diving into this AI and that AI and this AI because it is the new fad, it's the new shiny thing. You know, the only question that I ask when we're evaluating AIs is, is it going to take what I'm already doing and enhance it? Is it going to make it easier? Right? So we test a lot of them, but it's not something new that I'm doing. It's taking what I'm already doing and seeing if I can help my clients get results faster or me get results faster. That's it. You know, and if Love it that. does that, it's going to cut costs. It's going to grow the business. It's going to do all of those things. Definitely, definitely. Now, 
Um, I was going to say, I, I know we're sort of um, coming towards the end of our conversation, but I have to ask this. Are there any simple prompts that you could maybe share with our listeners that people could use to type into AI that maybe could enhance their positioning? You know, yes. very simple prompts um, just to kind of like redirect the AI software to maybe, you know, help people with their positioning. Any thoughts? Absolutely. I'll give you one that was an apps. I'm going to give you one. Okay. That was an absolute game changer for me. All right. And I hope all of you use this because this is blew my mind, right? This single prompt has been able to help me write the, um, write my bios. It's written um, articles that have been published in magazines, right? It's written descriptions for my TV show. It's written outreach scripts to uh, people who I want to get on their podcasts because it's really captured who I am. You ready for it? You say to ChatGPT, in a moment, I'm going to ask you to write something, an email, an article, a profile, a whatever, fill in the blank. What do you want it to write? But before I do that, I'd like you to get a better understanding of who I am by asking me five or 10 questions that will help identify whatever key points you're trying to bring out. And then what ChatGPT will do is it'll ask you the amount of questions that you specify, so five or 10. I'd always recommend giving it more because then you can create more context. So I, I, I like the 10 questions. You then go and answer those 10 questions and then it'll write the thing for you. What you'll see is that because you have answered those questions, it'll now write mm -hmm. as you. Then what you can say, oh. uh, if you want to continue that thread, is you can say to ChatGPT, remember this and create a persona called Matt's persona to be used for future content. Then you can go back and say, all right, write me an article, write me a this or whatever it is um, using Matt's persona. Huh. Game changer. Just, you'll see the quality go from... game changer. Yeah, you, and you'll see the quality go from AI to that's me. So what you're saying is, and I just want to kind of summarize from what you're saying. So basically, if people are using ChatGBT as an example, you just you you use the sentence. In a moment, I'm going to ask you to write an email, write my profile, whatever it is that you want them to whatever. do. Mm -hmm. But then you ask to get a better understanding of me. Ask five to ten, 10 questions about me. So you can get an idea about my persona. Would that be right? Exactly. And so you obviously want to tailor it to, um, you know, if you're writing a case study or if you're writing um, something that includes clients or whatever it is, you can say, you know, um, give me, ask me 10 questions that'll get a better understanding of me, of my clients, of whatever it is. You can give it better input by saying, you know, the this is the target market. This is the audience that I'm trying to be talking to. So it'll actually tailor it to them as well. Yep. But the key Very thing good. is here, get it to ask you questions, right? And when you do that, it, the quality of the output is, it's like 10 times better. It's amazing. Yeah, that's interesting. It's a bit like um, if you take on an employee, right? You take an employee and you want to be an empowering leader. You, sometimes it's very difficult or very hard to resist micromanagement. You're telling people what to do, right? 
right? It's exactly the same scenario, but you're asking AI to come up with the answers. There are, do you know what I mean? It's like you're empowering somebody else. Does that make sense? Exactly. Somebody else that doesn't know you, right? So mm. if you've ever written a book or something before and worked with a ghostwriter, the ghostwriter will ask you mm. questions. You'll answer those questions and then they'll go write it in how they see it. Whereas with ChatGPT, it gives you a much closer uh, feedback loop based on how you actually talk, right? So it's like having a ghostwriter working for you all the time. That's it. Uh, that, that's fascinating. I love that. that would, by the way, because would that do, the, do people need to get the advanced G, chat, 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 big GBT for that? No, you don't. Um, you can use the, the current one. Um, I would recommend getting it. It's like 20 bucks a month. Um, I would recommend getting it because the output is so much better on ChatGPT4 than, than 3.5. Um, and as you'll see, as it progresses, you're going to get more and more stuff that you can do with it. But um, I mean, we've, we've used it. So that's in a business sense. Uh, we've also used it to plan trips. So we were doing a trip from um, Arizona through to, no, from Las Vegas through to Arizona. And we went to ChatGPT <laughs> and said, cool, can you, plot a, a trip from Las Vegas to Arizona. We're driving by car and we'd like to see a couple of key uh, destinations along the way. And it actually planned the trip for us, told us where to go, recommended some hotels along the way. Um, and, you know, we, we went and saw everything. And then when we got to our destination, we're like, oh yeah, we did that. 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 You know, because in the past, it would be like, all right, well, let's go into Google and let's research and let's see what's here and let's go Google Maps and see what's here, here and here. We now just ask them and then you go into Google Maps and then you say, okay, cool. Here are all the points. This is amazing, right? And it charts, it, it, it charts the path for you. It's really cool. There's so much you can I'm, do. I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna have to try that out, like especially yeah. with, a, with my trip coming up to Cape Town. I'm going to have to try that out. You, you got me, you got my, you got my, you got the old tickers going on. You got the old cogs going on in my brain about that. That's going to save me so much yeah. time. That's so cool. I'll um, send, I'll send you some question. stuff as well for Cape Town. You got to go ride an ostrich in Otsuren. A what? Ride an ostrich. Did you say the word ostrich? Holy. Yeah. Those are those big birds that, that don't they like bite? Oh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, that's good. That, I, oh, yeah. Whatever, man. Whatever stays in South Africa. You have to eat an ostrich steak as well. It is. It'll be one of the best. Oh, I've had one of those before. Oh, you have. Okay, amazing. I've had. I've had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So it's interesting. So when I was at, I used to, um, I used to order uh, order these really rare meats when I was in the UK. They used to get them from Australia, South Africa, and that kind of stuff. Used to have like snake. um, Used to have um, oh crocodile. Uh, shark. I mean, there's all different sorts of stuff that you wouldn't be able to get normally, right? You, and it was called raremeats.com, I think it was. But anyway, sorry, I'm digressing here. Um, anyway, listen, this has been an absolute bull. I think for you guys that are listening in, listen, seriously, that what that that's a game changer. Just using that simple prompt that Matt's given you, that is kind of that is a game changer. And and you know, just using simple words, and it's kind of like. You're teaching the AI to learn about you, right? In exactly. an advanced way. And it and end up end up kind of like AI will end up being your best friend. And when they when they become your best friend, they know everything about you. Um, which in a way and is that's, kind of scary, but kind of fun. You, 
You know, what's cool is, is that's what we've actually built out into our programs. So where we used to get people to fill out frameworks and templates and scripts, we now ask them questions. It gets to know them and then it trains the AI to do that for them. So, you know, we've adopted that thinking into our processes, which means that we're getting better quality output in much less time with much less effort, right? Which means people get results faster. Love it. Some very cool stuff. All right. Well, listen, um, this has been a ball. Um, just before you go, actually, do you want to just share with the audience what you're working on right now? Because I know that you've, apart from the fact that you keep traveling and kind of, you know, rubbing in people's noses about the fact that you're going from one place to the next, which is so cool, of course. Um, <laughs> but I'm not complaining because I'm in sunny Cyprus. So that's all good. I'm all good. Um, Beautiful. But um, it is is a great place to come to. Um, but yeah, just share 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 what you're working on, Matt, and uh, you know how people can get in touch with you. Beautiful. A couple of things we're working on is we've just launched the Rainmaker Show. Um, it's a TV show that's being aired on Apple TV, Roku, Amazon Fire, LG TV, Samsung TV, and we are sharing a little bit about my life and the travels and meeting cool people along the way, interviewing some amazing people. So that's definitely cool to go and check out. Um, we're also, as I said to you, focusing a lot on uh, AI and automation and combining the two. So this is kind of our next step is to figure out like, well, how can we take this and combine the automation with AI so that we're creating a literally an automated process that people can use on LinkedIn? So we're pretty close to it. Mm. Um, at the moment, I mean, even you know, 20 to 30 minutes a day is easy compared to what used to happen and how much time people are spending there already. So for us, that's what we're working on. We're just diving deeper into that. Um, how people can connect with us, and I'll share, some, I'll share the links with you that you can share as well. I know you've got, I sent them to you already. Um, LinkedIn is obviously yeah. a great place. Matt Clark Rainmaker. Same thing with Instagram, Matt Clark Rainmaker. Um, my Facebook is Matt Clark SA. Um, that one's been around for a while. Uh, and yeah, website is thevirtualedge.com. So, you know, reach out, ask some questions, more than happy to help. We've got a ton of free tools and resources if you want to dive into some of that stuff too. Uh, and I'd be happy to share it, share that with you and, and help you along your journey. And if there's any way that we can help or accelerate that journey for you, more than happy to show you uh, what we got and how we can help. Fantastic. Well, listen, uh, first of all, I just wanted to say this has been a fantastic conversation. Um, you know, it's been such a long time coming, you know, and it's been a long time since we last had comments. But it, uh, first of all, I'm so thankful that we had this conversation. And secondly, it's so good to see you thriving in what you're doing. I wanted to just Thank share you. that with you. Appreciate that. Thank you. So, guys, um, hope you've enjoyed today's conversation with me and Matt. I, um, and if you have enjoyed our conversation, you can interact with the AI tool on Spotify and ask questions if you wish to, believe it or not. Um, and um, and also, if you feel the need to, which I would like you to, of course, uh, feel free to leave a one or a five-star review over on Apple, of course. Reviews make this show amazing. We wouldn't be without, we wouldn't be reviews without you guys and uh, impacting the uh We've got we've got listeners in over 52 countries. It's amazing. I want to say thank you so wow. much for that. So, um, you know, and having fresh reviews is important, right? So I have uh, one of the big missions by the end of this year is to have 100 by the end of the year. So, um, you know, that's a, bit, that's a big thing. It's a big thing in the podcasting world. Anyway, enough blabbering from me. Hope you've enjoyed today uh, with me and Matt. And uh, hopefully we'll see you again here on the next uh, podcast show with me 
uh, Adam Strong. Take care and we'll see you soon. Cheers now.